Where else can you go to not only find the information on how to train your dog, but the best deals on training equipment as well? Standing Stone Supply has everything you need to create that next versatile champion from DT system electronics down to even emergency med kits to take with you on your hunting trips. If you need some help with your training program, then their step-by-step online course might be a great fit for you, making it a convenient one-stop shop for the knowledge as well as the gear to take your training to the next level. Hit up standingstonesupply.com and promo code GDIY will save you 10%. Being an upland hunter in the south nowadays unfortunately means a lot of travel to try and find birds for my dogs. This means it's even more important that my map scouting is reliable to justify the effort. This is where Onyx comes in. I can honestly say that Onyx directly impacts the level of success I find on my trips. Whether it's the private versus public land boundaries, the expanding number of unique layers and features by state, or the 3D mapping capabilities, my initial step in planning my hunting trip starts with Onyx. To know where you're going, you have to first know where you stand. Check out Onyx Hunt Maps and use code G. GDIY 20 at checkout to save 20%. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. GDIY profiles are bonus episodes that tell the stories of how your everyday handler got into the gundog world. You will hear plenty of examples of what to do as well as what not to do and how they learn from those experiences. These episodes are being put out to tell the honest stories that we as do-it-yourself dog handlers can all relate to. If you think it would be a good fit for a profile episode, please go to gundogityourself.com and complete the form and we may get back to you so that you can share your story. All right, welcome back to another GDIY profile. This time we have Steven Zazaro on the line. Steven, what's going on? What's up, Nick? How you doing? Uh, living the dream as always. So go ahead and start with the obvious. Tell everybody where you're from and what kind of dogs you run. Yeah, sure. So my name's Steve Zazaro. I'm from northern New Jersey, and I'm currently running two short hairs, uh, Zena, who's about a year and a half, and Echo, who just turned a year about a month ago. So she's... So not too much space very, between very both close. of them. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't planned either, obviously, but you know. So what happens happens with bird dogs. Yeah. So your older one's a year and a half old. Uh, is this your first bird dog? Yeah. Uh, first dog, first hunting dog, first bird dog. Um, never really hunted as a kid and, uh, just got into this in the past couple of years, uh, you know, started pheasant hunting in, uh, New Jersey on some preserves and, uh, saw some short hairs work at, with the guides there and, uh, that's really all I needed to see to get hooked. And, uh, you know, here we are two dogs later and, uh, you know, it's a hell of a time. Yeah. So you went to a preserve and the guide had short hairs and that just kind of put the nail in the coffin for you and kind of started you on this journey. Did you even consider another breed or, or did you really just (laughs) in your head, the bird dog was the short hair at that point? Uh, I mean, for me, I, I hadn't seen any, any other types of dogs work. And I mean, uh, you know, I know a few people that had labs and duck hunted around Jersey and, you know, not too close to friends. So I never saw it directly, but, you know, I know that was going on. And, uh, 
I just hit the preserve with a couple of friends, basically bored one weekend. And, uh, you know, the guide was running a few short hairs. He took a few out of the truck. You know, we were there on a half day hunt. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm a big dog guy, you know, pet dogs my whole life with my parents. I just always wanted my own larger breed dog. Cause we had a lot of small dogs just, you know, living around the house. And when I saw those short hairs working the field like that, I really had never just seen something like that before. And, uh, I kind of, I'm, I'm bad in a way where when I see something and I want something, I just, I don't stop until I get it and I'm <laughs> good at it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, all, all the way involved. Gotcha. So, so you go to this preserve, you fall in love with the short hair. What was the next step? Did you go home and immediately just start looking for dogs or was there a little convincing with maybe a girlfriend or wife, you know, kind of walk us through the next steps to, uh, from the preserve to you actually bringing your dog home? Yeah, sure. So, um, uh, at the time I was living in an apartment with, uh, my fiance, well now married. So, you know, it, I came home from that and uh, you got a good earful of uh, that. I'm going to be doing a lot. I'm going to be doing a lot of hunting. And I don't know if you've ever seen a dog do this before, but you got to come check this out and we got to have one. And uh, And she's giving you that cockeyed look like you're insane. She's like, she's like, okay, so I'm never letting him go out on a Saturday alone again. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sitting there on the computer playing YouTube videos, showing her dogs pointing and, you know, what's going on, what, what we did during the day. And he's actually slightly allergic to dogs. So, I was, you know, I didn't really jump right in and say, we got to have one. But, I, you know, I, I eased her into it a little bit. And I was doing a lot of research myself on breeders locally. And, um, you know, she saw me doing that. And she knew at least I was doing my due diligence and what have you on getting at least a good dog. And, he was like, you know, I don't know about a dog like that in a small apartment. You know, you hear that all the time, obviously. And I was pretty, uh, you know, I was worried about it a little bit myself, thinking about it. And started talking to the breeders. And it kind of seemed like I had to do a little waiting anyway for litters to come up, which was totally fine because it wasn't a 100% sold thing at the house. So um, I was talking to the breeders and... um I was getting real excited about, you know, waiting a year for a good litter and getting a dog. And it just so happens in the middle of all that, one of my, one of my friends is like, Hey, I, I know a guy who's got a litter of short hairs right now. And that's like the last thing I needed to hear. <laughs> <laughs> so I jumped in the car and drove down and you know, talked to the breeder a few times and ended up picking up Zena, my first dog. I guess she was born in July. I got her in August of 2019 and just started from there. I brought her home. The wife, you know, it's pretty hard to say no to a puppy. Puppy, uh, <laughs> It's real hard to say no to a cute puppy. You know, everybody knows that. So um, that, that wasn't too difficult. I brought her along to hold the hold Zena in the backseat on the way home. And I think in that one hour car ride, I didn't have to do much more convincing <laughs> when I got home after that. So, it's funny how puppies work, man. You can just show up with a puppy and you might end up in the doghouse, but the puppy, as, as long as the <laughs> oh, puppy yeah, stays no. there, you, you'll work your way back into the house. It, it's funny how real quick I had to do the convincing to not have the dog sleep in the bed. You got a crate train in it and do this and that. <laughs> yep. So, so switched real quick. Yep. So, so you, you, you managed to finally get the short hair home. You, you work the magic with the fiance. 
walk us through the next steps. You know, this is your first dog. You, you really hadn't been around them very much other than the preserve. So what did you start doing to download the information and start training the dog? So prior to picking her up, um, you know, when I knew I was going to get her and I, I started just, I, I bought books and, you know, got on social media and YouTube and just honestly, just way too much download of information and just reading and listening and doing too much work, to be honest. And, uh, you know, a lot of different information from different directions. But um, I was actually really fortunate enough where the breeder, he was, he's a real nice guy. He's a great guy. And he, he knew it was my first dog and he could, he could see it probably from a mile away in my face that I was like real excited to pick up this dog and just get started with whatever it was. And, and, you know, he might've uh, not done me the best of, uh, <laughs> didn't line you up with the line. that yeah. yeah, no, he didn't, he didn't tell me, you know, I had no clue what was going on. You know, I had seen a few dogs at a preserve. I had never heard of or known what a field trial was and, especially not what a field trial dog was. And he didn't exactly put me up on that. And, uh, (laughs) but he did really, uh, he did really help me out and get me started with, you know, what I should be doing, you know, the day I get home to, you know, what I could be doing in the coming weeks with just work in my yard, which I didn't have because I lived in an apartment (laughs) in in Northern New Jersey, kind of like your buddy, uh, city slick Nick. It's not, you know, it's not exactly too much, grass around to work with but um you know we did anyway and we got out there and whether it was driving an hour after work every day and you know throwing bumpers for her just getting her excited about stuff and you know bird intro you know all the good stuff that he was actually kind enough to share with me his his methods and whatnot and because i knew nothing and i was super appreciative of that and he's um he's a little bit more of a old school type guy, you know, I don't want to tell him under the river here, but (laughs) he, uh, you know, kind of what you hear a lot about, you know, setting their ways and doing things one way. And, you know, I was grateful for the information, but I also wanted to kind of figure things out a little bit differently. I didn't want to be so hard on the dog, you know, being my first dog. I wanted it to like me, you know? (laughs) So real real quick, what kind of field trials was he running with his dogs and what he was breeding for? So he, uh, you know, I'm not even sure I could perfectly answer that question, but um, oh, like, was it a he's shoot been, to he's been running trial or horseback trial or walking? No, trials? no. Yeah. All, uh, all horseback trials. Um, he's been using, uh, you know, I don't know if this is the correct term, but he's been using pros, you know, his whole life, but he's been doing all the breeding. Oh. So he's been, breeding for horseback trials for uh, basically decades. Uh, you know, now I'm obviously finding out a lot more about it, but, um, so, so back, so back up when you, when you went, when you're trying to find your first dog, what were you envisioning that you wanted out of the dog? And let's compare that to, to what you got. You know, you obviously got the field trial dog, which reading between the lines, you have the, the really high drive, prob- probably really high range. And, you know, was that what you were envisioning when you're first getting your dog? Or is that just what you ended up with? And you're like, oh, so this is the importance of lining up the right breeder in line. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know what that was. So I was, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, 
I, you know, I saw the, obviously I saw the dog that's a preserve and now looking back on that, you know, I don't really do too much looking back on it, but thinking about it right now, you know, those dogs compared to what's sitting in front of me right now, we're kind of lazy, but, uh, they, yep. <laughs> I, I saw them and, you know, at the time, like I said, we kind of just went to go do that preserve hunt for something to do something for fun. And, you know, I, when I went home and started looking at short hairs and that the versatile breed that they are, I was like, you know, maybe I could get into some duck hunting and, you know, the pheasant hunting was fun and, you know, I don't really know too much. So I definitely would like to get a dog that maybe I could do, you know, X, Y, and Z with not just one thing. And obviously <laughs> I ended up with a dog that kind of just does one thing, but, uh, <laughs> he, you know, she's been great. And honestly, it's, she's been more of a, learning experience for me yeah. not just in the bird bird dog world but just you know in, in my personal life with with patience i mean <laughs> hell of a lot of patience especially with the <laughs> like you said a dog with extremely high drive and she does range pretty far especially for uh new jersey yeah. <laughs> i would say but well, um well with with the kind of you're envisioning one type of dog you end up with with another you know it's it happens all the time, especially on somebody's first dog, they're really excited to go. Maybe they end up with a dog that doesn't quite line up with what they had, uh, were envisioning, but they make it work. You know, you're going to love the dog anyway, and you're just going to, you're going to work with what you have. But is that difference from your vision and what you actually got? Is that kind of the catalyst for you getting echo and, uh, already having a second dog in your house right now? Yeah, it was a big part of it. And I mean, as soon as I started working with um, Zena, who's the first dog, I just, you know, I, I think I, I told you, I don't know if I told you before, or I told you when we talked before, the prior to this, um, you know, I, I don't do things very lightly. <laughs> um, so You're all I, in. I started, I'm all in. So I started working with Zena and, you know, just working with the dog. And I really do work with her with them now every single day, even though, you know, I know that may sound not the best, but you know, sometimes it's just five, 10 minutes. So I work with them every day. And when I was doing that with Zena, this stuff really just, it really fires me up. So getting the second, getting the second dog was in my mind, something that was going to happen down the line, (laughs) probably no matter what, you know, I knew I'd be the multiple dog guy, but um, yeah, I, I, I love Zena for what she is and what she does. But, um, uh, I ended up with Echo and she is a much more versatile dog, you know, big time NAVDA dog, which I do belong to the local NAVDA chapter here. And, uh, I had, I had been doing the NAVDA training with Zena and, you know, I'm going there with her and guys are looking at me like, buddy, you're kind of in the wrong place, (laughs) (laughs) which, you know, I, I, I can appreciate that much more now, but, um, you know, those guys were super helpful with me with her as well. And, you know, Echo was that dog that can kind of do fill those gaps for me. But, you know, I was part of the NAVDIC, you know, NAVDIC chapter here and I, I wanted to keep doing that. So, and I like the field trials as well. So I wanted to do both. And, um, so, and, it did, uh, so Zena did when, get you involved in actually running the field trials, even though that wasn't what you were kind of intending on when you got her to, to begin with. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, the, the breeder was kind enough to take me to one that he was attending with his pro, uh, in New Jersey here, we have English setters club of New Jersey, which as far as I understand is a pretty well-known club, I think. And, uh, 
they uh, <clears throat> went down there for the day and watched the, you know, watched a few braces. And like I said, you know, you can't show me something because <laughs> then I'm that I I don't know if my wife's going to want to hear this, but I'm already looking at horses. I was just so. about to say, you know, it took you a, <laughs> it took you a little convincing to get a pup. I want to be on in on the conversation when you're saying, "All right, now I got to bring a horse home." <laughs> yeah, I don't even. I, we're not going to even get into that right now, so I can figure out how to approach that with my wife. Well, definitely don't let uh, her well, listen to this then. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that'll be for a later date. But um, the uh, you know, the field trial world is you know, it it it's really great, and uh, you know, I know it's obviously a competitive world, super competitive with some of these guys, but you know, it's not as scary as it sounds or seems. I guess you know, to a newcomer, um, it's it's just something else to do with the dog and. Uh, that's what I loved about it. You know, that's what I love about NABDA. That's what I love about all of it. It's just something else to do with them. I, I love being with the dogs and I love being around people that love doing this stuff. And, you know, if, if you tell me there's a whole nother type of test and a whole nother culture of it, you know, I'm in for that too. So <laughs> you're just a generalist bird dog, awful. man. You just want to do it all. Uh, hey, I mean, you can't, it, it's all fun. It, it, it's hard to go out there with them and not have a good time, to be honest, whether exactly. it's training or hunting or whatever it may be. So for sure, it, it's I, been good. I love it. And I mean, especially with such a, a wide range of uh, activities and trials that you can train for tests, whatever, you always have something to do on the weekends. You're never going to be sitting at home bored. Uh, so, so let me ask you, you know, you're doing trials, you're doing NAVDA, uh, you, you kind of have your hands in different pots there. What about the hunting though? You know, I know New Jersey, they don't have a, a very large wild bird population, but I think they don't, don't they do the uh, pheasant release program and everything? Uh, do you get out after wild birds very much with them or are you just really doing the trial and testing game right now? So yeah, New Jersey is a, um, you know, the stocking program here is, it's actually pretty good. I, you know, I, I knock it a lot, even though I don't I haven't been doing this that long. I, I knock it pretty often, but it, it's a lot of good opportunity. And there's a lot of smaller WMAs, you know, within 45 minutes, an hour of here that we could get out to. And, I, you know, I, I do that. I do that a good amount with them. But I honestly approach a lot of it um, as like training sessions, you know, we could call it hunting or we could call it training. But it's kind of always training with these guys, you know, it's always, you kind of, at least that's how I feel about it. You know, I'm always mindful of what they're doing and what kind of work they're doing, how well they're doing it. And if they do all the work, right, you know, then, Hey, we're hunting we're, we're yeah, shooting birds. For sure. So the, um, the, the state, you know, has a pretty good program and there's, um, there's two big WMAs down in South Jersey that they put a good amount of quail out on. And I, I, I love the quail hunting. It's, been awesome so i've been making my way down there with them and getting on them and they've been doing really great with them but um you know it, i've been finding i uh, you know i had the tip on the uh on the podcast from this past week about the trial birds doing a lot of work for them and i just found that i guess whatever breeder they're buying their birds from for the trials and whatnot it, they just seem to be better um you know i don't know one way or the other i'm not uh, expert at this but you know they just seem to run better and act a little better around those birds so 
you know, it, it kind of doesn't matter though, whether it's the state land or the trials, I, I treat it all the same. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't act differently with them. You know, that way they understand that I'm always asking the same thing of them, but you know, we get out there as much as we can, you know, when there's time and after work or weekends and yeah, we get out there. Yeah. Well, good deal. I mean, have, have you, uh, taken advantage of, you know, doing an out of state hunt or have you gone up North, uh, you know, upstate New York or something, chasing grouse or wood? Oh grouse? man, I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying real bad. I, I'm trying to put together some kind of trip. And honestly, I'm not even sure exactly where I want to go. That's kind of the problem. <laughs> um, I, I, I'd love to throw them in the truck and, you know, head to Kansas or Iowa or even down South head to Georgia, kind of just about, and places together and hitting spots along the way. Yeah, I, I would love to do that. Um, it, it's a little nerve wracking, I guess, as a as a new guy. Um, but you know, the more and more I listen to, you know, either your podcast or like Hunting Dog podcast or whoever I'm listening to or wherever I'm getting information from, it's you know, kind of just got to get get out there and do it. It seems like, and you know, I'm not opposed to that, as you could tell. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> You know, I'm sure if I don't make it this year, I'll definitely be putting something together for next year. Uh, and, and that that's there's so much truth in that. It, it really is trial by error. That's the best way to learn. You can read all the books you want, listen to all the podcasts you want, but until you go put boots on the ground, really start learning the cover and birds and and what it's like to go on these long road trips. It's uh, it, you know, the, the the books and podcasts can only go so far in preparing you. You really just have to get out there. So, so with that being said, you know, what, what are your kind of near goals with these dogs over the next year or two? You know, are you, you have specific goals with Xena for trialing and then echo with NAVDA, you know, what, what, what are your goals moving forward and what are you working on now? Uh, so I'll, I'll try to be as brief as I can. <laughs> um, <laughs> Zena, Zena being in the, the trialer, I, you know, I, I'm going to try to get her in as many as I can in this upcoming spring. And we've been doing, um, you know, amateur walking derbies and whatever walking trials are available. And, uh, you know, there's no doubt that I bring echo along and I run her in trials too. I mean, exposure and experience, yeah. you know, whether she does, whether she does a great job or not, it, it, like I said, it's, it's all training. It's all good for them and it's all good for them and me. So I, you know, I bring them along to both. And as far as the trials, I'm, I'm going to continue to enter them in both. And Zena has been excelling that for sure in that field. And I've been loving it. So we'll, we'll go further with that. You know, we'll, we'll continue and we'll see if we start making it to the, the horseback and we'll see what happens there. But um, we're also going to continue to train with NAVDA. And uh, especially with Echo, uh, she's a she loves the water, big water dog. Um, and I mean, I'm sure a few people listening to this probably know um, Echo is actually uh, Emily from Short Hair and Shotgun dog that I ended up with somehow. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was about to say, now how the heck you're up in New Jersey? How the <laughs> heck do you end up with Emily's dog from North Carolina? Uh, so when Zena was, uh, when Zena was young, I, you know, I said, I, yeah, I did a lot of training at home in the apartment or, you know, traveling around and doing as much as I can and throwing, uh, frozen dead quail and <laughs> probably places I shouldn't have been. But, um, <laughs> I, I started to be honest, to get 
a little nervous that I wasn't, you know, doing right by the dog, doing right by Zena. And, uh, you know, that, that probably was not a mistake at all, but, um, you know, it didn't have, I just kind of forced myself to think that way. And I was like, you know, man, I, I probably should, you know, seek out a trainer to help me out with this. You know, I didn't want to bother the breeder too much. And, um, I started researching, you know, on trainers <clears throat> locally and I wasn't really finding, I guess, what I was looking for. And, and obviously social media being so big, I came across uh, Emily on Instagram and started just, you know, looking into that. And I reached out to her and spoke to her and just the way she approached, um, you know, talking about the training with the dog and how it's, you know, we really work with what the dog has, you know, we don't just force, you know, whatever method down the dog's throat. It's, know every dog's different and we're going to work with your dog the way that your dog needs to be worked and that just really struck a chord with me and uh you know with uh all the covid going on and everything it was not much going on up here i was told my wife you know let's jump in the truck and drive the dog down to north carolina <laughs> eight and a half hours and i'm going to be honest with you we drove eight and a half hours dropped the dog off talked to emily for about 20 minutes got back in the car and drove straight back eight and a half hours um but uh, it, it really was maybe one of the best things that I could have done because uh, Emily and obviously, you know, she works a lot. She works with Grayson. Um, both of them down there just really are just they're awesome people. And I, I love everything they talk about and the way they talk about it. You know, it's not always just methods, but principles. And if you can adopt the, the right principles, you know, you'll be on your way no matter how long it takes, you know, you just do it the right way. And, uh, you know, she's been great, a great line of communication with me, even afterwards with Zena to help me out. You know, I almost feel bad for her on a day-to-day -day basis. I feel like I got a direct line to Emily, but, uh, <laughs> well it, now, I mean, know, I she, did, I did not know that if you did a training program through Emily, it came back with another dog. You know, you you buy four <laughs> weeks of training, you get get a GSP for free. Like, what kind of what kind of promotion was she running that week? I don't know. I don't know if you know. I don't know if that's exactly how her program works, but uh, <laughs> it, it it didn't exactly happen that way. Obviously, um, we came we picked Zena up, and uh, you know, we came home and we continued working with her. And I ended up running Zena in the natural abilities test, which didn't turn out the best but you know that didn't really matter that didn't really matter too much to me you know she ended up with a you know 86 no prize because she doesn't swim but uh that's totally fine that's totally fine with me and you know i was constantly in touch with emily um just about you know questions about this or what i was doing or whatever it may be and she's always she always finds a way to calm me down <laughs> and uh, put it in a put it in a good light yeah. but um you know, it, it kind of just came together. came to fruition where we, it came together and, you know, it, it just seemed like the right thing and the right fit. And it, it really did work out so well between me and her. And we drove back down and I spent the weekend down there, uh, you know, in Winston-Salem and we took the dogs out and we ran Xena, Echo and, you know, her dog Blitz uh, down there. And by the end of the weekend, uh, Echo ended up coming home with me. <laughs> That's awesome. And well, I, I, I love it. I mean, obviously we, we, 
probably just scratched the surface. It sounds like on on your story, but I, I love how I mean, within two years of you just going to preserve hunt, you end up with a field trial dog and a new passion for field trials. And then you, through that adventure, you come across a uh, NAVDA dog from Emily out in North Carolina. It's, you know, once you get involved in this world, you really kind of just get hooked and you make strange connections and they work out for the best. And it, it steers you in a direction that you never really thought that you'd be going down a few years ago. But I got to ask before I let you go real quick, with you being up in New Jersey, I know you've got a funny interesting training story or something uh we always like to hear the 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 funny mishaps of training a dog ourselves what it name the first story that pops up under your head oh man (laughs) uh there's not too many but you know the training stories there's some funny in-house stories with both these guys living inside with me but um a training story yeah. I got I got a good one actually that you know my wife is working from home right now with uh, all the COVID stuff going on and uh, so she's home with the dogs all day and I'm you know I'm the trainer through the phone while she's home yep. but uh, so she's always doing stuff with the dogs outside during the day and I had her just you know letting the dogs out on a nice little free run in the yard while I'm on the phone with her making sure everything's going all right and uh, she lets me know that. You know, I have, uh, we even run them with the collars in the yard because we're on a, it's two acres here, but, you know, they could hide themselves in the wood pretty good. And uh, she's like, I-, I can't find Zena. She's, it, this thing says she's like 350 yards away. And I, ha- I have no idea where she is. I'm like, you know, well, she's, she's, she's got a pretty good trained recall. And if she can't hear you, you know, you could tone her back in and she'll come back. She comes back. Uh, like 45 seconds later sprinting full speed with a uh, not just a shed but a full deer skull and um, that go. is now our that is now our centerpiece on our kitchen table <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you know I don't know if my wife's too happy about it but uh, you know that's all hers that's her problem now so <laughs> you know well, Zena brought it to her. You weren't even home. She retrieved it for your wife, so she can't complain. That's about right. That. So, that's so it has to stay inside. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, man, I love it. We'll we'll definitely we're gonna wrap this up, but we definitely got to follow up and uh, hear some more adventures as as you kind of make your way through the field trial and navigate game. And uh, it, I, I love stories like that. Just a. a, a quick fun outing to game preserve now you're two feet in and and going off the deep end (laughs) absolutely i I owe a lot of people thanks but i also would like to blame those people at the same time (laughs) yep i i I know the feeling well man i appreciate (laughs) it thanks for coming on and making time for us and uh, we'll check back soon yeah absolutely take care man Thank you for listening to GDIY. If you enjoy this podcast, please remember to take a moment to rate, review, and share with a friend. Also, be sure to follow us and our partners on Facebook and Instagram under Gundog It Yourself. If you really enjoy the podcast and would like to contribute even more to the future content, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Gundog It Yourself. Thanks again and happy hunting. 
Everyone seems to have the same questions or concerns when they start trying to decide which kennel to purchase for their vehicle. Perhaps it's time to stop asking all the questions and just design the perfect setup that meets your exact needs. B-Pro Kennel specializes in designing and fabricating custom premier dog boxes handcrafted right here in the USA from high-grade, lightweight aluminum. They'll get you set up with the size dimensions, lighting, storage, battery boxes with solar charging, and anything else you can dream of. Stop stressing over buying the wrong setup, just have to replace it again in a year. Go ahead and check out bprokennels.com and get exactly what you want. If you're considering changing your dog's food soon, then be sure to check out Yukonuba Pro Performance. Their science-backed formulas are designed to take your dog to the next level of performance. They also now have the new puppy formula to help your pup start strong and live active. When looking at all the different food options, remember Yukonuba to help power their ultimate performance. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bob from Lone Duck's Gun Dog Chronicles podcast. I hope you just enjoyed the episode you just listened to. And if you did, I think you'll enjoy hopping on ours. We've got professional retriever trainers and upland bird dog trainers from across the country and world sharing their tips and tricks and great stories to help you and your dog get ready for the season. We'll see you there.